0: Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to YouTube.com slash Ego Fitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series. It is Good Note Clothing. There's goodnote.co, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock GoodNote clothing as well as you should. And use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. pack, been going through pains. My demons they fight back. But I'm in the center ring. With the punches and taking measures. Learning love Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, Ego Disco Fantasco in some circles. I'm gonna call this episode I don't have COVID because I missed a week last week. I did the unthinkable, something I said I would never do, but life does get in the way and people get sick. And I got sick. I thought I had COVID, took a couple tests, ended up I just had this thing called the flu. It was around before COVID. Uh, Your parents might remember it, kids. And uh, you get a little hot at times. You get a little cold at times. You sweat at night. You feel really miserable. And then you get over it. And that's what I had. I had the flu. And unfortunately, I did not put out any content last week. I feel guilty about it. I feel terrible about it. And hopefully all of you forgive me because I feel that everything we've been doing on the podcast it's a family it's a community you guys support me i'm tired of hearing all of you tell me you love me because my dad hates me and um i just you know i uh i appreciate every one of you especially with all the boys that reach out um and tell me how much they love the podcast and things they learn from it i did a um a, a gcw the gcw event and a few people came up to me about the podcast and 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 Told me some personal things that I won't, um, I won't repeat. But it made me feel good, you know, because the podcast is reaching people other than just news, gossip, and things like that. But uh, I apologize, I got sick. Uh, but we're here today. We're here this Friday, this week, and there's a lot been going on. A lot of things I want to talk about. A lot of things I want to share. So hopefully, everyone here enjoys it, and uh, we get right into it. I want to talk about the elephant in the room. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because um, what I am going to say has already been said in very long lengths, and um, I feel AEW did the best job at honoring uh, Jay Briscoe. We lost Jay Briscoe, and when you lose someone that has such a great impact in professional wrestling and your life, it's always hard to do that. You know, I talked about brain damage, Marvin and J.C. Bailey and uh, Danny Havoc a lot on, and how those affected me. I wasn't as close to the Briscoes as I was my other friends, my other brothers, but the things I could share about them are this. They were amazing people. It's going to be hard for you to find someone that knows them, that hates them or has a bad word to say about uh, both Briscoes, not just Jay. My memory of them are the first time that I met them. Well, no, I'll, I'll start in the beginning. Uh, I lost the CCW World Heavyweight Championship in a six-man tag it's, uh, to Devin Moore and the Briscoes and myself and Blackout, uh, Joker and, and Black G. Sabian. But not only working them, uh, I met them early on. I was driving coca Banner around, learning from him, and I was lucky enough to spend some time with Cabana in early ROH. Uh, just learning from the boys and get it going on those trips. And that was the first time I got to like spend some quality time with both Briscoes. And my fondest memory of Jay Briscoe was us arguing on what was the better dipping sauce at McDonald's. Uh, I'm ad- advent, adamant or whatever I'm trying to say. Um, I am a proponent for the sweet and sour sauce. And Jay Briscoe told me I was insane out of my mind because the number one dipping sauce for McDonald's chicken nuggets in his mind, honey. And I never knew anyone that put honey on their nuggets. And he said, try it. It'll change your life. I tried it. It was all right. But yeah, Jay Briscoe uses the dipping sauce, honey, opposed a cold Roderick who doesn't use any sauce on his nuggets. Cause he's a psychopath. Um, but that's my my main memory of the Briscoe Brothers is not losing the CCW World Heavyweight Championship to them in the six-man tag, but Jay putting honey on his McDonald's chicken nuggets. Um, AEW did an amazing job at honoring uh, Jay and the video packages and people, you know, expressing their feelings online doesn't do it justice. You know, when you lose your brother, when you lose someone that you, you know... Fought and shared a ring with. It's always tough, and especially someone that had a great impact, as uh, as he did in the professional wrestling community. It's it was felt around literally around the world. You know, New Japan did their tribute, and um, and I don't feel it's done. I feel that uh, we're gonna honor him in a in a great way. We as in a community. I mean, we're gonna honor him, and his memory will live on. So. Um, Thoughts and prayers to his family. Hopefully his daughters recover 100% and uh, physically recover 100% because um, you'll never get over something like that, you know. And luckily they have a community, us, that could do our best to make them forget about it for a few hours or feel good about the life that their father Lived and and things that they've done to um, make our sport better and and make people better people, you know. So I think that's where I'm going to leave that. So rest in peace, brother. See you on the other side, my friend. All right, let's get into some lighter news. Number one, uh, I wrestled Ricky Morton for freelance wrestling and it was everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some backstage stuff, some some amazing stories about that event, but I want to make sure that you watch it. The replay is live on IWTV app. Um, personally, I use the website. I don't use the app. Uh, here's why the the app the rewind button I don't know I have an iPhone it sucks it's terrible uh to fast forward rewind and things like that I just log on to the website through my browser and you have a better player on that uh, it's all the same stuff but IWTV uh has an uh, amazing streaming service um watch it via their app on uh, uh via freelance wrestling um go back watch it myself and Ricky Morton tore it up um. I am going to talk to James uh, hopefully this weekend um, or next weekend. And I want to do a podcast talking about all things my run in freelance wrestling. Everything that I've done as double champ and what I'm doing currently as champion. Because I feel a lot of you would be interested in it. But the way Ricky Morton and myself came about was I gave uh, James a list of everyone I wanted to work while I'm freelance champion. Uh, Chico was on that list. They made that happen. Um, a lot of people were on that list. And it all all came true. And my number one was Ricky Morton. Because I thought that it was going to be a clash of styles. I thought it would be a matchup where people would be like, oh, that's interesting. I really want to see that. And people did. We sold the building out. We sold it out. We got a buzz. And people were hyped about it. And the one thing I could say about Ricky Morton... Was that his social media game is on point? He was tweeting out and Instagramming out, uh, "Good day to become a freelance champion." I'm gonna be the next champion and new, and he did so much publicity for this event because I felt he was excited about it. I got him excited, and in turn, it got me super excited. Um, you know, me wrestling a 66 year old man sold out the Logan Square Auditorium, and I was super proud of it. And now we had to deliver. And uh, what Joe Alonzo hates is what I'm going to say. He's like, you're burying the business. When I, when I talk to Ricky in the back, he goes, how old is your dad? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, we don't want to get in the dad talk again. But uh, I was like, you know what? I actually don't know. He's probably like 60-something, 63, 62, 63. He's like, he's like, just think about it. I'm old enough to be your dad, so take care of me. Take care of me out there. I'm like, fuck, dude. My dad doesn't even love me. Fuck. If I was the rest of my dad, I'd knock him the fuck out. You don't want me to take care of you the way I would take care of my dad. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 he told me a lot of things about psychology and how we were gonna put this together. And he said, just let me sell for you. Let me sell for you. And when the time is right, you listen. And, and I was like, all right, let's fucking go. Let's fucking do this. And something the boys, trained wrestlers, not just the boys, uh, trained wrestlers will appreciate, nothing was called. Nothing was called. We did the old school walk and fucking talk. Um, and me having 22 years of experience... I let him lead because that's the way I was trained. Uh, I put a clip out on Twitter, Add Egoes1313, I believe, is my Twitter handle. I can't remember any of that. But I put a clip out there and I said, This 13 second clip is showing my respect for Ricky Morton. For those that know, know. For those that don't, ask your trainer. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll smarten you up. We're circling the ring. And Ricky Morton stops, and I quickly go to the opposite corner and stand across from him. And I don't move until he moves. And when he moves, I move, and I wait for him. That is me showing my respect to him and telling him without telling him with my actual words but with my body is I am following your lead. I am listening to you. This is your match. I am letting you do what you want, and I am reacting to the things that you are doing because you know more than me. And you're working, and I'm following you while you work. I didn't rush. I didn't go too fast. I didn't jump the gun. I let him do his thing so I could react to that, and it worked. It worked. Uh, We had that crowd. We didn't do anything for the first couple minutes, but the crowd was into it. They were hyped. They were excited. And when we finally did lock up and that first fucking bump happened, they were into it. Because I let him work. I let him establish who was the good guy. Who was the bad guy. And I l- learned on the fly by reacting. We didn't plan out what we were going to do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We went out there. He did him. And I reacted to him. He did this. And I reacted to this. And I shut my mouth and I listened. It is top five one of my favorite matches I've ever had in my career. Now, it's not like as good as Robert Anthony versus John Moxley for the CCW World Heavyweight title where there's all these things. It's not as good as Brian Keith versus Speedball Mike Bailey, which I think is the best match I've seen live in a very long time athletically. It's a good match because we told a story of a good guy and a bad guy. And we told a story of a 66-year-old man keeping up with me a champion younger than him uh, not by much I'm getting older but we told that story and the crowd was into it um that's why it's my favorite because I learned things I I I was refreshed on someone leading me for once you know I, and I believe I posted an awesome picture of me uh, Chico took that photo which I didn't know uh, me on one knee after the match listening and asking for advice and and that's something I don't get these days uh, that often I'm always wrestling someone that has less than half of the experience I have and I'm the one sitting in the chair and they're the one listening you know what I mean but it was a refreshing thing for me to shut the fuck up and listen for once. Um, I had a great time, I encourage all of you to rest, uh, go back to IWTV and watch it, and let me know what you think If you think it sucked, tell me it fucking sucked, you're not going to hurt my feelings But I would rather you watch it and give a critique about it, and and I hope that's one of these matches that live forever for me Especially that Canadian Destroyer, um, I'm going to get into a little bit behind the scenes about that kind of stuff too But uh, hopefully that Canadian Destroyer lives forever, you know Um, Well, let's talk about the Canadian Destroyer. Uh, I had an idea he wanted to do it, okay? And the first person I went to was uh, Davey Bang and August August Matthews because they're the kings of uh, the flipping moves at Freelance. And I said, boys, if he wants to do this thing, do you think I could fucking take this? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, why not? I'm like, man, he's bottom heavy. He's older. Like, I get him on my shoulders. What if I get stuck? Like, what does a Canadian Destroyer look like if you mess it up? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, you just land on the guy and he lands on his back? Like, you don't make it all the way over? And I was super worried, like, can I take a Canadian Destroyer? I haven't taken one in over, like, 13 years. And I was like, what do we do? So because I thought Ricky Morton was bottom heavy, I mean, all his weight is on the bottom of him, me being an asshole – told, uh, sort of incredible Iverson. I'm like, yo, come here and grab me for a Canadian destroyer because I think you're a little bottom heavy too. I'm like, Oh shit. I just basically called him fucking fat ass. Uh, felt so bad about it. Sort of incredible Iverson. You're the man. Just so you know, no dig, you know that. Um, so he grabs me for a Canadian destroyer. And I just kind of lift him up and stand up and I'm like, Oh, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I go, if, if Iverson tries to do a Canadian destroyer, I can't get over so I'm worried about it, and August Matthews has this thing about him. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an analogy, but it's not the bad parts of it. August Matthews is sort of like Teddy Hart in the sense that. He could talk crap about you to your face, and you don't know that he's talking bad about you to your face. Uh, it doesn't work with me because I get it, but he he puts these little digs in there and these little things in there, and it's quite hilarious, and he's a little evil. He's evil. He wants to watch the world burn, but he acts like a nice guy, but he's not. He he wants you to do bad. So he kept going, I think you should do it. You know, Just do it. If you, if you fall on them, then you fall on them. It's okay, but I think you could do it. And he, and he throws those things in there, and I go, I know what you're doing, and I need you to stop because <laughs> you just want to see if I fuck up. And we ended up that ending that conversation where I said, you know what? They said, just send it. Just full fucking send it no matter what. And I go, you know what? I am going to full fucking send it no matter what happens. If he calls that Canadian destroyer, I'm flipping that old motherfucker over, and I'm landing on my goddamn head. And it worked out perfect. As soon as I landed, uh, I did a cool sell where I stood there, I laid there for a second on my knees and I fell over on my face. That was a shoot because I was like, thank God this worked. Now I'm pretend to be dead. Uh but thank you to August Matthews and Davey Bang for telling me to full send it and uh, Secretly hoping I crashed and burned, (laughs) I feel. But uh, the match was amazing. Um, A couple of fun things that Ricky Morton did when he got to the building and why every promoter out there should book Ricky Morton is this. He's not the legend that comes in and sits by himself and doesn't talk to anyone. He talks to everyone. And he makes sure that you get your money's worth uh, when you, when you bring him in, he's promotes the shows online more than half of these young kids do. Um, a, a funny thing he did with a lot of guys was would go, Hey man, you wrestler? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. Or he'll say whatever. Here, lock up with me. He lock up with them and go, Oh, you're too fucking stiff. We ain't never going to work each other. And then he'd just walk away and he would do that with a bunch of the boys. Let's see how strong you lock up. Oh, shit, you're too stiff. I, I'm going to tell the promoter, never put us together. And, um, and and it made everyone comfortable and laugh and you know things like that. But my favorite Ricky Morton, line of the night, I'm sitting in the freelance locker room, and he comes out of the bathroom, and he goes, God damn. He goes, who was in there before me? I was like, I don't know. He's like, whoever was in there took the biggest shit in the world, God damn, you need to make that person world heavyweight champion. <laughs> and I was dying laughing. Oh, dude, i never heard something like that in my entire life. Oh, someone should be world champion because of the giant shit that they took in the bathroom before. <laughs> oh, dude, I lost it. He was such a great guy, man. He's such a great guy, a professional. Um it was it was a it was a great fucking night, and everyone that was there got to see something special, something different, and um, and they got their money's worth, man. They got their money's worth, and we fucking killed it. Uh, so Ricky Morton, I thank you for being a top five opponent of mine in my entire career. Hopefully, I was a sliver of a thought later on down the road when you think about all the things that you've done, because uh, you've done things. Greater than wrestling Robert Anthony. Uh, And I don't expect to be your top five. But I hope I'm in the at least top 80. Top 80 of your your favorite matches of your career. And and I will feel, you know, complete. But as we get rolling through uh, 2022, um, my 2022 is so far starting amazing, right? Um, I was supposed to start the year off with Sawyer Wreck. Tummy ache didn't happen. Still waiting for you, Sawyer. Uh, someone put the word out there that I'm trying to kill you. Uh, not really, sort of, kind of punch you in the face. Then we hit Ricky Morton. Top five match of my career. We're set to set to go. Um, now we're rolling into February, which I have uh, a couple things planned. Things. One thing I will not tell you about because it will be a podcast on its own once it happens. But that happens in uh, late February. Um. We have the freelance show with the amazing My Chemical Romance uh, poster of Storm Grayson and myself, uh, which I told Matt Nix that it should be a t-shirt. So if you're hearing this on Friday, the freelance show is February 10th, and um, hopefully by then there should be a limited print and a t-shirt of that poster. Hopefully you'll pick that up, and that's amazing. But here's how my February goes. You ready? February 10th, freelance wrestling. February 11th, fly out to Tampa for NWA. I don't um, get home shortly after that. And then uh, I'm off until the end, which I have something fun planned for that. Um, but then we, I hit the ground running after that. Uh, Mexico march mexico in march mexico city march was going to be awesome and then we fly by the seat of the pants hopefully i can make my way back out east to the east coast uh but promoters if you're listening uh, i would love to come in tell some stories have some fun times um if you want to bring in joe and chica with me (laughs) so i have someone to vlog with uh that would be amazing but um So things are rolling. Things are going to look fun for 2023. I just signed the contract for the Thursday night baseball shows. Ooh, I should give you guys the date as I say those. Um, As last year happened, I ran the Windy Windy City Thunderbolts uh, Thursday night baseball shows at Ozinga Field in Crestwood, Illinois. Um, This year, we have seven events. Um Where is my message that I because I had to do the ring and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I should just stop looking. Oh, there we go. Uh, we have seven events this year. It the first one is going to be May 25th, and then June 15th, June 29th, August 3rd, August 10th, August 31st. But the first event. For Ego Pro Wrestling, is what it officially is going to be called, is on May 25th, Thursday, May 25th, after the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. So wrestling should go on around 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock, but it won't be a super late night because it's only three matches. Uh, So I love if you're local, come on out, support, come see it. And then that August 31st date is going to be close to uh, all out because they always come in September, right? So um, maybe it might be the weekend before it. So that should be great. So hopefully everyone comes out for the August one as well. So 2023 is rolling. I'm putting a shameless self plug. Hey, book Robert Anthony. I want to do more podcasts about your shows and and vlog it all. Uh, But I'm super excited about it. And... I'm super excited about this the special thing I got going on right before Mexico um, I thought I was going to Australia I'm not going to Australia and here's why the Australia date is like 18 days I can't be away from home for 18 days. Man, I got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and I cannot expect my wife to be uh, alone for 18 days with, with two kids. Uh, she can do it, and I'm pretty sure she would, if I if I already didn't make the decision that I'm not going, would try to talk me into going because she wants to see me succeed and do a lot of things that I need to do before I hang up. The, the kick pads. I don't wear boots uh to wear the uh hang up the kick pads but it, it's irresponsible of me it's at a time where um that being away from that home that long will mentally do me no good. Uh I always like to say I have a rubber band tied around my waist and the other end of it is home. And if I stretch too far away, I want to be shot back home as fast as humanly possible. Like when I do those long NWA loops that are like five days, four or five days, after day one and a half, I'm ready to come home and I can't handle it anymore. Uh, it's a young man's game, which it's not my my game of being away from home. Uh, I love my kids too much, you know what I mean? I'm the I'm the dad I never had. Oh my goodness, Joe Alonzo, I hate you. Uh... <laughs> Making me think of that fucking bullshit Um, so yeah 2023 is looking awesome Um, I don't have Much in the books of like Big bookings You know what I mean? Like the GCW show Uh, or anything like that Um, but I'm looking for it You know, I'm looking to travel, I'm looking to Go to places that I haven't been in a long time or ever before You know, um Other than me doing Uh, LA for GCW. I haven't been out west much at all. Um Casarini runs Vegas. I would love to wrestle Vegas. Uh Kevin Matthews does Alaska. I would love to do Alaska. Um but it's just the opportunities that show up and can I bring you guys along with me? Uh, hopefully I can. But you know, that's just the the quick of it. You, you know something I did want to talk about something pretty crazy, and I feel this is going to be the bulk of the podcast uh, because it's been on my mind uh, pretty heavily. I like to call this um, reverse anorexia. That's what I've been calling it since the early 2000s. Uh, lately, a lot of the boys have been calling it um, body dysmorphia. Um a lot of different names but when i refer to it i'm going to call it uh reverse anorexia um let me start off by saying my body type and and you'll see where i'm getting at once we get rolling with this is i'm six foot three and if i don't lift weights if i do nothing if i eat three meals a day that's it my body wants to be 150 pounds at six foot three six foot four on a good day and i do everything i can to maintain a body weight over 200 um oh, fuck dude even low 200s i'm miserable but over 210 you know that's where i feel my body looks proportionate i don't look like slenderman Man, anything like that but even at 40 years old my metabolism is still pretty fast so i fight to keep my my weight up lately the last year or so I got up to 220, and just recently I touched 231, and I fluctuate now anywhere between 228 to 226 on a bad day, 224. Um, I bring that up because wrestlers, male wrestlers, female wrestlers, weightlifters, fitness competition people, um, I know we all go through it, but I'm going to talk about from the wrestling standpoint is, um, and I'm going to talk about it from the male wrestling standpoint, at at least my point of view. We are expected to look a certain way 365 days a year. There's no off-season on our bodies. There's no bulking and cutting. There's no winter body, then summer body. We need to look the same all year round, and we are judged heavily, at least back in the early 2000s, on how good of a shape we are in. And oftentimes that determined if you were going to be a top guy or not. Um, and this was this is me talking from to you from like the year 2000. No dates after that. Right when it turned from the year 2000. You had to be big. You had to be in shape. That's how you got over. And that's how you were taken seriously. So me in 22 years of professional wrestling, have that in my mind. I'm always what they, the kids these days call a body guy. Lately, I've been feeling really good about myself and then feeling really bad about myself. Uh, when I touched 230, I thought I looked amazing. I, I loved the way my chest looked, my arms looked, everything. I felt I had that 90s New Japan thickness to me. And then I got down to 228. And now I think I look like shit. And I don't like the way my chest looks. I don't like the way my stomach looks. I had a meeting earlier today. And someone said, oh man, your face looks a little puffy. So now I think my face is fat. Um, I look in the mirror constantly. And I and I don't see the person I saw two pounds heavier. And that's a sickness. That's a disease that lives in all of us wrestlers. Um, I believe us in the early 2000s have it worse. Because of what I said before, your body determined if a promoter would put you as a top guy or take you serious. The fans, you know what I mean, it determined if you were going to get a job or not. And lately, my dysmorphia, uh, my reverse anorexia, is fucking out of this world. I see myself fat. I see my chest looking like shit. Um, I know that things are going to start sagging when you get to 40. And, I, and you might see me wrestle uh, on February 10th and go, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you just say your chest is sagging? Because right now when I look in the mirror, and I'm being honest with you, I'm being, I don't even tell my wife this. She's going to listen to this. and No, I lie. I told my wife about my chest uh, not too long ago. I said, I think my, my chest is sagging and I'm getting out the old man boobs and things like that. Um, but these are the things I don't say out loud And I feel comfortable saying them out loud right now Because it's a therapy session to me I'm hoping that I wake up in the morning And I, and I see 230 pound Robert Weighing in at 227 It makes no sense But I'm just trying to make sense of it Hopefully you, you're following along But um, it's really bad right now um, Mainly because I've been working my ass off in the gym And I want to see certain results um, My Instagram like little like button where i press the i don't know what's called the little magnifying glass right now i'm gonna refresh it it's all fitness it's it's bum. it's uh as i scroll about it it's fitness people with their shirts off there's a rambo action figure on my my for you page some jacked dude bodybuilding.hero oh my god that dude's jacked that's what my my um my whole entire Instagram is 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 this fitness lately because that's what I've been looking up, new workouts, new exercises, uh, eating, you know, things like that. Oh, look, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I'm scrolling through this so I could get a better, you could get a better um, judgment of what I see in a daily, uh, and what I'm comparing myself to, right? And. I would like to think the kids these days don't have that pressure of getting big and being in shape as we did. It's still there, right? The bullying of Adam Cole, which I thought was ridiculous, um, is the most notable one about about people making fun of a wrestler's build. But I used to say you don't need to be in shape the way you used to be in the 2000s anymore to be a top guy. You don't. It helps a little bit, right? If you look good and and you take care of yourself, it definitely helps. But it's not a 100% requirement like it was. Um, But that my mind's already programmed differently, okay? And it's a struggle that I don't think I'll ever get through 100%. I'll never get through it. Um, I hate going to the gym. I hate it. Uh, my, my wife always says, you get to go to the gym. You get to do this every day. Uh, I don't get, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. And when we talk about certain things, I go, I don't want to go to the gym every day. I don't want to do legs. I don't want to do back. I'm tired of doing arms. I'm tired of doing chest exercises. I'm tired of lifting this heavy ass weight. I do it because I have to. It's a part of my life now. And I always think to myself, all right, well, when I'm done wrestling, I'll stop lifting weights and I get to relax finally. But I won't. Because I think weightlifting is helping me live forever. It's just unfortunate it's something that is second nature to me. It's that Arnold clip where he says it's just like breathing. He'll never stop going to the gym. It doesn't mean we love it. It's just something that we do, right? And I hope that when I stop wrestling, I stop looking in the mirror the way I do now. Who cares what size my chest is? Who cares if it's a little bit saggy on the side or... or. You know, my nipple looks a little, a little weird or they're too pointy, right? My nipples have been too pointy my whole entire life, and everyone makes fun of me about it since I was a damn kid. It's fine, I have pointy nipples. I'm, that's not. I'm not self conscious about that, but I do see myself in the mirror looking like shit, and and I don't like it. Right now, I don't like the way I look, and it's f- fucking mind boggling because literally seven days ago, I thought I looked amazing. And eight days after that, I think I look like utter dog shit. I thought I looked really good wrestling Ricky Morton. I don't know how I'm going to look good wrestling this next freelance show. You know, in, it's a struggle, man. And, uh, you know, all of you guys that uh, told me, you know, you loved me because my dad hates me, um, I think we need to normalize us lifting each other up about our builds, uh, the black G Sabian and I were literally talking about this, I think two days ago about the body dysmorphia. He's like, it's real right now. Cause he's feeling it too, you know, and he's fucking way better shape than I am. He looks awesome. And he's fucking eight years older than me. He, he looks amazing. Um, I just feel, I look like shit right now. I uh, my arms look all right. I, but I think my chest looks bad. I think my waist looks bad. I think I look flabby on top. I think my upper chest is going away and I got saggy boobs now. But it's um it's something I'm struggling with for over 22 years. And a lot of us are doing it, you know. I can't speak to the female talent um on how bad it is or easier it is or worse it is for them, but it's there for them. 100% it's there for them. It's there for all of us. It's a struggle that all of us wrestlers go through, but none of us talk about it. And, um, I wanted to talk about it today because today I feel like shit and it's actually what's on my mind. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I find myself giving advice to kids that sometimes I can't take, you know, be, uh, this is one of it, the fitness part of it. You know, when guys are like, I want to get on the gas, I want to get on the gas. I'm like, you don't need to be on the gas. Number one, you're too young. It's you're going to regret it as you get older. The side effects are fucking horrendous for you. And you're going to end up fucking your natural testosterone up for when you get older. Um, don't get on the gas. You don't need to. If this was 2001, well, you might need to if your goal is to get signed. You don't need to do it. And once you get signed, guess what, brother? They're going to test for it and you have to get off it anyway. And you're going to lose all that that weight that you got. All those gains. You're going to lose it because you can't get on the gas anymore. And then your natural testosterone is going to tank. And you're not. it's going to be ten times harder for you to build a backup. You know? So I'm not saying that it, the gas is what's on my mind. It's, But it's, it's, I got so good. I got there. I felt good for seven days. And guess what? I'm only down 3 or 4 pounds Get the fuck out of here It's water weight you dumb idiot I'm talking to myself You're an idiot It's water weight Get out of your own brain But I I can't stop looking at myself every 5 minutes You know what I mean Um, We need to normalize it Because I know I'm not the only one struggling with this Again you young guys You could be struggling with it But I don't know that because nobody talks about it, um, female talent. Fuck, dude. I can't imagine imagine what uh, form of this any of you have. Um, you know, it's it's bad for me because I can't wear a singlet. I'm too tall. My 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 torso is too tall. Like I can't be the. I can't wear the Kevin Nash gear, right? The baggier pants and the fucking the singlet top just because I'm my torso is too tall and I look like an idiot and I'm not that big right I'm still kind of thin um it, it's long tights are nothing for me and and I just have to be confident that day and how I look you know to be tan I'd get a good little pump ski going on or or something like that um but it's it's a tough thing man it's a tough thing and I don't know how to get through it alone and I feel this is the only way to do it right to talk about it um and even when my in-ring career is over it's it's never going to be enough I'm always going to feel I look a certain way or or I want to look a certain way or I want to weigh a certain number um and that's new to me being 230 like an actual number I used to never weigh myself uh but lately I've been on that kick of being you know weigh myself weigh myself weigh myself um I got a fun little gym mentor. Um, His name's Vince. He is a, uh, he's an independent wrestler as well. Uh, He goes by the name uh, Koa. Um, He wrestles for Jimmy Blaze's POW and a company, a local smaller indie called SCW out here in Illinois. And he also owns a gym, um, Shorewood Fitness. Shorewood Fitness, shout out, free sponsor uh, for the day. Um, And I work out with him on Saturdays. And on, and we do arms, and it's like the best arm workout I ever have in my life. My arm, he's very, he's very good for my self esteem, Vince, uh, because he always tells me how good I look, <laughs> opposed to me telling Joe Alonzo how fat he is. Uh, but he, but my he's always like your arms look great, your arms are great. I'm like fuck, I got the pump right now. That I feel great, and when I leave that that arm session with Vince on on those Saturdays, I feel amazing. You know what I mean? I still feel my chest looks like shit. But I feel my arms look amazing. You know what I mean. It's good for my mental health uh, to have someone that um, uh, puts you over and sees the good in you and and sees your progress that you're doing. You know what I mean. Um, and I think that's what gave me the confidence to talk about this to this today. This whole body dysmorphia thing. You know. But um, uh, we just need to normalize it. We need to do better as as a group, as a, as a brotherhood, as a friendship, as a as a community is just tell people when they look good. Uh, cause you don't know who is running around in their head right now thinking how shitty they look, you know? And, um, when I'm long gone, you know, sipping iced tea in a hammock on a, on a Saturday night while you guys are traveling the road, uh, in cars and I'm watching you on the apps. Uh, hopefully that tradition lives on and, and people are, are helping each other because, um, my reverse anorexia, that's what I call it, is someone's mental health issue, right? You hear about mental health all the time, and, and you don't really know what that is, right? My mental health issue is my body dysmorphia. Um, somebody else's mental health issue could be so, something completely different. But if we never talk about it, if we never open up, uh, you're never going to find anyone that can help you on it, you know? Um... And, and that's what I want us to do, come together as a community to fix that. You know, I do my best to tell people when they're looking good. And and I do my best to tell Joe Alonzo when he looks like shit. <laughs> He's looking better now. But, but that's his way of motivating him, you know. Um, and then he calls me a balding fuck. And I'm just like, all right, I'm getting a hair transplant. Go fuck yourself. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But, um, Yeah. You know, that's what's going on in my world this week, man. That's what's going on. Uh, I feel I look like shit, and I'm excited to wrestle uh, all of February in, in Mexico City in March. Um, but I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. But I do want to say some things that are important to me that I hope you stick around and listen real quick. Um, number one is you. I'm very, impor- very thankful for every single one of you that supports this podcast that... Um, goes out of your way to talk to me on how this podcast helps you think about other things um again uh you know who you are uh the person that came up to me and told me uh how my new year's resolutions talking to chico i was like what's your new like what's your goals you know what i mean help them think about something larger than just wrestling and and it's things like that when people come up to me to tell me that that makes me feel amazing Um, because that's what this is about. It's about helping you, not just professional wrestlers, but you who's listening. And I want to thank all of you for being on that journey. Um, if you want to support the podcast, uh, please hit subscribe, hit subscribe. That's the biggest way. Um, if you would like to go over to YouTube.com slash Ego Fitness or Robert Ego Anthony in the search bar and hit subscribe there as well. Uh, eventually, before I retire, I would love 100,000 subscribers uh, because I want to hang up a plaque in my basement. I am only at 2,300 subscribers. I have a long goddamn way to go. So hopefully hit subscribe over on the YouTube. I'm putting out a lot of shorts this month um, because I feel that's what people want to see, right? Um, if the baseball show will have vlogs and full up and full matches. Um, once I run the baseball shows again, um, but I'm putting out a lot of shorts and just fun things and things like that to keep you guys entertained. But I'm gonna really pick up the game on that. Um, but if you want to subscribe, hit subscribe there on YouTube and here on the podcast. Um, I had a couple people reach out to me about sponsorships, and I didn't know what to say. Right, because Good Note is our main sponsor. I got a Chili Sleep sponsor, but I'm still reviewing the thing they sent me. Um, So that way I know that I'm going to pitch to you something that's good. Uh, Spoiler alert, I've been sleeping with this Chili Sleep for like three, four months now. I can't live without it. But there are some drawbacks to the Chili Sleep that I'm trying to get worked out before I pitch anything to you because I want to have Full transparency on what I think about Chili Sleep. So they're a half of a sponsor. Um, but yeah, if you want to be a sponsor of the podcast and the vlog and the baseball shows and things like that, um, hit up the business email. It's in the description here. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram, EGOS13 on Instagram or EGOS1313, EGOS1313 one, three, one, three, two of them, uh, on Twitter. And we could talk about sponsorships and things like that because your support helps. Um, I put it all back into here, got a new computer, got a new mixer, um, editing program, um, mic cables, things like that. I put everything I make, um, sponsorship wise or donations through, uh, Patreon and things like that. Um, I put straight back into the podcast And the vlog to make it look better and and sound better and things like that. Oh, yeah. I have a Patreon. Um, One patron. You're my man. (laughs) You're my man, my patron. Um, And I give them all the early content and and things like that. So I want to say thank you, guys. Sorry I missed last week. Hopefully this week makes up for it. And I should have a guest next week, Friday. Um, special guest. I won't say who it is because I want you guys to be surprised about it. And I will hope all of you have a great Friday. Have a great week uh, going to whatever shows you go to. See you next week, everyone.